0: Well, good morning, Uni Hill Church. My name's Jasmine, and it's such a privilege to come and speak with you today from my house, my lounge room, to yours. I hope you're doing well today. Now, I want to ask you a question. Do you believe in love at first sight? Are you a hopeless romantic? Um, I know I am. I would definitely give it a big resounding yes, because that's my experience. Oh, About 20 years ago, on a beautiful, warm summer Afternoon I walked into a church hall and I looked around the room and my eyes fell on one very handsome Steve Crennan Now I could tell straight away. He was something special. I knew and I could see he was well liked by everybody He was funny. He played the drums. That was pretty cool. And I could see that he loved Jesus Everything I knew about him. I loved straight away. And so in that sense, I think it was love at first sight And now, 20 years later, we've been married for 15 years, so it's gotta be true, right? (laughs) While there is truth in saying that I fell in love at first sight, looking back to what I knew about Steve then, to what I know about him now, there is a real depth and a richness to that love that has come with the knowledge that I've learned about him over the years. 20 years ago, I couldn't have known the depth of his character, his faithfulness, his love towards me and our family. You see, we can't love the things that we don't know. And the same thing is true about our relationship with God. Jen Wilkins puts it this way. She says, the heart cannot love what the mind does not know. And I know you coming to this service today means you wanna know something more about God. You wanna know him more deeply. We wanna know how he works in the world. We wanna know his will for our lives. So how do we get to do this? Well, today we're gonna look at the fact that we get to know God deeper through his word. It's probably not news to you today, but I think it's always a good time to be reminded that our God is a God who wants to speak to us. And this is how he decided to do it. It's pretty unbelievable that he chose human authors to deliver his word to us. He could have done it in so many different ways, in any medium that he desired, but he chose to have it written to us in the form of human history. We have so much access to our Bibles today. We might have varying translations in our home, um, and if we don't have one, we can order it online and it will be here before we know it. But all too often, we find ourselves unsure of what to do with this book. We expect, That we can just flip it open and we might find some answers for our lives but it's not always that clear isn't it god chose to speak to us in the context of real human history and he used all different types of writing to do it letters sermons prophecy poetry all of these different types you might have an experience of this book that you heard lots of stories growing up maybe you went to sunday school and they had the little Felt bored with the little characters that went across it. Maybe you've heard teaching on different books of the Bible, like we went through James recently. Or maybe you've been to Bible college yourself. You know, when it comes to your day-to-day, maybe you're someone who reads the Bible every day. You might work through a plan. Or maybe you sit down and open it from time to time and try and somehow understand some of God's word for us. Or maybe you've never opened this book and it feels like it's easy for everybody else to do except for you. Well, today I have a prayer and a passion to know God more through his word and I pray that we would all have that passion. I'm not gonna sit here and tell you to read your Bible more but I wanna tell you that God wants to speak to you and reveal who he is through his word. You know, I remember as a teenager struggling to read the Bible, I found it really hard to understand I knew it was something that I should do and I knew that there would be blessing that came from that um, and transformation, but it was hard, it felt like a chore. You know, when I went to Bible college and all of these teachers and lecturers really opened my eyes to how the story of God is woven all throughout the Bible and it was amazing, but I still struggled to, to really take it on for myself. But a few years ago, uh, my sister invited me to do a Bible reading challenge with her to read through the Bible. Um, from start to finish um, something that i had never done before and so i joined her and it was one of the best things that i have ever done it wasn't that i was able to understand instantly what the text was saying but somehow gradually over time the words started to make a little bit more sense to me because what I could see was the character of God. It wasn't that I could understand all of the culture and the context, but I started to see the character of God emerging, and it made me start to think about what he was doing and what he wanted to do in my life for today. So what I want to do this morning is look at a couple of challenges that you might face. I know I face them all as we come to God's Word, and we're going to talk through them um, and see what God wants to teach us. So I hope that's cool. I'm going to pray before we start. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for your word. I thank you that you have given given it to us to reveal yourself to us so that we might get to know you, to get to become like you, and to be a part of your story. Lord, open our eyes and our ears and our hearts and our minds this morning as we set them on focusing on you. In Jesus' name, amen. So the first one, we might open this book and think... This is not relevant to my life today. This is strange and it's foreign. For example, I'm going to flip open to Genesis chapter 15, verse nine. Okay, let's have a read. The Lord answered, bring me a heifer, three years old, a she goat, three years old, a ram, you guessed it, three years old, a turtle dove and a young pigeon. Oh, That is so comforting and encouraging. Now I can get about my day because I feel so uplifted from reading the word of God. But seriously, doesn't it make us feel like that sometimes? It's so bizarre. Some of the things we read in the text and it's hard to understand. And you know what? This word was written in a different language to a different people in a different time. It is very hard to understand. It feels ancient. It feels primitive and it's hard to connect those dots to our lives today. Maybe there are parts of scripture that aren't so difficult. You know, we kind of lean towards the New Testament sometimes. We will gravitate towards those and stick to those ones because they make a bit more sense. But today I want to remind you, it says in 2 Timothy 2.16 that all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction and for training. In righteousness all scripture it's a bit mind-blowing it's hard to understand but it says all scripture is profitable so what do we do when we're trying to overcome this obstacle that is so far removed from us today first and foremost we need to recognize that scripture is from God and it is about God we need to come with an attitude that says we are ready to learn. A humble attitude that is teachable. You know, this is the word of the living God and when we believe in him, we're acknowledging that he is the one that is all knowing, he has all wisdom, he is sovereign over all creation. So we wanna be humble when we come to this word and acknowledge that he is the author, not us. We have a lot to learn and I think it's quite simple but that's where it begins you know proverbs it talks about someone who has no pleasure in understanding but they just want to hear their own opinions it reminds me of the verse in the new testament that we just want to hear things that tickle our own ears when we like the sound of our own voice it talks about in proverbs as well you know we all bring our own understanding to the text and that's why it's hard we have a culture today we have social norms. This is a certain time in history that is different from the one that was. We need to remember that when we come to the text, we are not the inspired writers of the text. We aren't the ones who determine its meaning, who determine what verses that we should pay attention to and those that we should let fall away. We can't bring all of our things, put them down on the text, and then try and peer through them to understand. But we need to go about the process of trying to discover what God wanted to say. You know, God inspired means he gave specific words to specific authors at specific times to share a specific message. This is what we've gotta be seeking, not some sort of quick fix that's gonna get us going on our day, but what did God wanna say to this original audience? Because determining their meaning will help create a fuller understanding for us of who God is. There are tools to help us do that. I'd love to chat about them with you, but we don't have enough time today. But I just want to encourage you, just because this is an unfamiliar book, don't let yourself write off the parts that are difficult to understand. God wants to speak to you through all of his texts. And it's amazing when we start to see more of him in parts that we never thought um, we would be able to see or understand I think it's just amazing that this word speaks to us from thousands of years ago. And I just wanna share a quick example. Um, I am an emotional person. I will cry at the drop of a hat, um, seeing an ad on TV or watching someone else cry, a stranger. I'll probably cry in this message to be honest. (laughs) But the book of Ezekiel, that is not something that I would have thought would move me. Um, I find the major prophets intimidating. Uh, Is anyone else the same? Um, I just want to steer clear of them. But when I was reading Ezekiel um, one day, um, I'd been kind of reading about the story of the Israelites and everything that God had brought them through. And I came to this chapter in Ezekiel, I think it's chapter 16, and it talks about how God chose Israel, how he saw her when she was nothing and no one and he lifted her up and he clothed her with beautiful clothing and gave her all the riches in the world and as God pours out his heart in this chapter he talks about how after he'd given her all these things that she just basically threw them back in his face that she enjoyed the gifts that he had given him and trusted in those rather than him the giver himself and I don't know if that's landing with any of you, but for me, it just moved me because I could see God's heart, how loving and kind and patient and slow to anger that he was with his people. And it just made me feel so close that I could trust this God that um, is loving and kind and slow to anger with us today. So it's just amazing how God can speak to you through his word, even though it was written to a different people in a different time. You know, the desire that we... Uh, might have to read his word or the desire that we, we think might drop and hit us one day over the head that actually might not come the desire might not come don't wait for the desire to come but choose to read choose to love god with all of your mind all right obstacle number two it is too hard i've kind of touched on this one already but it's too difficult we think that we should be able to open this ancient old text flip it open and the meaning should be clear to us and easy to understand so we put it in the too hard basket what do we do we think okay there's a preacher or a teacher and they know how to understand the word of god god's given them that gift i obviously haven't got that gift so i'm just going to listen to what they have to say we become quite accustomed to taking someone else's word for what the bible says we read our favourite devotional, and we've all got our favourite people we listen to, maybe a preacher on YouTube or podcasts. But we've got to remember that a devotional is what someone said about the Bible. A sermon is what someone said about the Bible. And a podcast is what someone said about the Bible. You know, these can all be great sources, but when we're only taking in the Bible secondhand, then you're taking someone else's word for it at every single turn. Our God is a God of relationship. He draws near to us and he wants to speak to you, not through somebody else, but God wants to speak and reveal himself more and more directly to you. Mark 12.30 says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. And with all your strength we are called to love him with our minds we often talk about our hearts but it's not just that following God means that we worship him with all of us and sometimes it's not an easy thing it requires sacrifice that we would have an intent to try and come to know him more and to understand him to be devoted and committed to him You know, if over the past 20 years, all I knew about Steve was what other people would have told me about him, our lives would look very different today. I would have a lot of knowledge, but I wouldn't have that connection that comes from understanding who he is, from walking with him every day. The whole Bible is not just for teachers and preachers. The whole Bible is for the whole church. That is you today. It's not about having a certain IQ, but it's about your mindset and the orientation of your heart. My third point and the challenge that we come across is that it is too slow. We open the Bible and we want results. We want to see change. We want to be encouraged straight away. And you know, we live in this world where things are delivered to our door so quickly. You can get your favorite donuts and have them at your house in 10 minutes via Uber Eats. It's been so good in lockdown, right? But everything is just quick, quick, quick. I know like on TikTok, the, the videos that are the shortest and Instagram, they're the most popular. They, you've got to capture people's attention straight away. And we come to God's word and we want the same thing. We want something for ourselves straight away. It can feel like this doesn't really fit in with our desire to know things and gain things quickly. And I've heard this approach being called to as the debit card approach. I thought this was amazing. Oh, it's excellent. We might have a time where we come to God's word. Maybe it's every now and then, maybe it's every day and we take a withdrawal. We get something to encourage us and comfort us and satisfy our need for whatever it might be we do a bit of a lucky dip. You know, you might kind of flip through. Oh, no, not that one. Oh, no, not that one. And then, oh, yes, I'll take that one. And we kind of select something that would feed ourselves and be positive for our own spirits. But we should be thinking about it more as a savings account, knowing that we will faithfully put in something every time that we come to the Bible. We're investing something that is gonna grow over time. It's not to say that God can't and doesn't speak to us in a moment because we all know and have experienced that he does do that. But it's about coming to God with a mindset for learning, a humble heart, knowing that he is going to give us something over time that will nourish and satisfy us. I want to ask you today, how are you feeding yourself spiritually and is it giving you sustenance? a great question to ask, especially in this season that we're in. Is what I'm taking in pointing me to God or is it actually pointing to to myself and my own abilities? Am I just looking for an inspirational one-liner, you know, the pretty quotes that you see on Instagram or Pinterest? Or are we looking for the truth of who God is, his character that doesn't change that lasts forever and ever, because we are limited, but God is not. And when we fix our eyes on him and who he is, we can have confidence that his word will nourish us in a lasting way. Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 4.18 says, we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen, because what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal the world offers us instant gratification. It offers us false comforts that fill our anxious hearts just for a minute. But this word, the feast of God's word, it fills us up and it satisfies us. You know, in coming to an end, I just want you to imagine that you can see this river and you're walking past this river, maybe there's a nice walking track or something, and you walk past this river every day And you might think it it looks nice, but every day you walk past and nothing really changes. There's the river and you can see the rocks underneath the river, but day after day, it kind of looks the same. But you know what happens as the water washes over the rocks day after day after day? If you went back 10, 20 years later and you looked at those rocks, they actually change shape. The water washing over the rocks, Time and time again changes the shape of them and as God's word informs us it renews our minds and instructs our lives day after day week after week year after year it does something because the goal isn't about information the goal is transformation the Word of God is designed to invade every single area of your life and leave nothing untouched In Hebrews it says for the word of God is alive and active sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit joint and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all of creation is hidden from God's sight for everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. Personal Bible reading results in powerful life change. And I've as I've spent more time in his word and getting to know him and seeing that he is a holy and righteous God. My eyes have been opened to so much sin in my life that I had no idea was there. The things that come out of my mouth, the way I speak to others around me, or thoughts in my head I didn't, wasn't really even aware of, God has brought all of these things into his light as I have spent more time in his word. You know, if you've found yourself struggling with the same sins over and over again, read his word. It's not about ticking a box off every day that you've done your Bible reading, but it's about humbly coming before our creator and worshiping him with both our hearts and our minds in reading this word that he has given to us. Every day we have an opportunity to interact and engage and learn from our creator the one who made us, the one who is all-knowing. I pray today that, that we would hear his invitation to know him more because our God is faithful. He is so kind to us and near and close to us. And he has so much to say to you. You know, as we come to look at the word of God, what we see is Jesus. And from the very first page in this book to the last page, It's all about him and it all points to him. Jesus himself says in the book of John that all of scripture gives witness and testifies to who he is. And the story goes that God created humankind in his image to rule and reign the world with him in his perfect world. But humans didn't want to do that. We wanted to do things our own way. We wanted to be masters and gods of our own kingdoms. That's called sin when we choose to do things our way and not God's way. So God, in his kindness and mercy, took it upon himself to be that which we couldn't be. And he sent his son, Jesus, and it talks about him all through scripture, fully God and fully man to be the one to do things the right way. Jesus lived a life and humbled himself every step of the way, all the way to death on the cross. And he laid down his life so that we could come in to God's presence and know him. He took on our punishment so that we might be brought into the fullness of what God always wanted and intended for us. That is that we could walk with him in his presence every day. God came to us. He drew near to us in the person of Jesus. And today, if you're hearing all this for the first time and you want to know more about Jesus, I'm going to say a prayer now. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your powerful, life-giving, transforming word. Lord, we thank you that it is a story that leads us to Jesus. And Father, I pray for those people that are listening today that wanna know more about who Jesus is, that wanna start getting to know who he is and, and what he's about. Father, I pray that you'll meet them in this place today. Lord God, I pray that you would just walk with them as they wanna discover more of you. And heavenly Father, for us all, I just pray that you would continue to grow a passion and a desire in our hearts to know you more through the word. Father, that these challenges that we face, Father, that we would be faithful in walking with you so that we can know you more. We just thank you for the blessing of your word. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.